Thanks for joining me on episode 1,197 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasure to live out your calling. Having the ability to overcome betrayal in a healthy way is key. And one way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend, Scott Mater. But outside of church, in between worship services, are you seeing them out in the world doing ministry and doing good? Are you seeing the fruit of the vineyard being good? Are you seeing it producing nothing but wild grapes? Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's Spiritual Foundation episode about investing in yourself, I talk with you about Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. I talk about how sometimes we focus on the vineyard and not the world of wild grapes, and I share how this is a call for all of us to care for the world around us. Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7 says, Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judea judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and it shall be devoured. I will break down its walls and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the people of Judea are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard. This passage has a lot of kind of metaphorical or allegorical language in it. It's talking about what was going on in Judea at that time and how God was unpleased with it. And I think if we get past some of the language, we can understand what's going on. So first off, this idea of he expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes is important. And the allegory of the vineyard is important. I don't know if you've ever visited a vineyard, but they tend to be very beautiful places. They have beautiful greenery. They have well-manicured lawns. They have row upon row of grapevines. They're beautiful And they're marvelous to see in many ways. Even if you're not a fan of wine, the vineyard itself is a beautiful place. And vineyards at the time of the Bible were prized possessions. 
They were well taken care of. They were a source of pride, a source of money. They were something that was important, and it took a great deal of time and energy to care for them and make them beneficial, make them produce good grapes. There was always something to do. There was nurturing of the grapes. There was tending of the vineyard. There was making sure, whether it was the time that the grapes were growing or the time in between, whenever you were taking care of the fields and getting everything ready, so that everything was focused on producing grapes, fresh, whole, round, perfect grapes. And the workers there would have to be well-trained and meticulous and detailed in all they did to take care of the vines and the grapes. However, in this vineyard, it looks like they did that, but there were wild grapes. Now, if you've ever eaten grapes that are grown for wine production or for eating, they tend to be sweet, they tend to be juicy, they tend to be large. But if you've ever seen wild grapes, I live in Texas and we have wild Mustang grapes, and they tend to be small, they tend to be hard, and they tend to be very bitter in flavor. So here they're growing, they're watering, they're doing all of the things that they should do, but instead of getting these plump, juicy grapes, they produce these small, bitter fruit. These grapes were not able to do what they were meant to do, to provide food or to provide the manufacture of wine or any of these things. At this point, we could think the vineyards of today from this passage are oftentimes the church buildings that we have. These large churches with beautiful sanctuaries, lighting, technology, a cafe out in the Narthex area or the outside lobby area, very well cared for, visually breathtaking. And yet sometimes when we look outside of those walls and we look to the world, we notice oppression, we notice healthcare problems, racism, immigration discrimination, ageism, misogyny, xenophobia, nationalism. We notice people fighting and shouting and yelling at each other at the top of their lungs. So with beautiful vineyards in the midst of the world, we're still seeing wild grapes outside of the vineyard. And I would argue we often see those wild grapes inside the vineyard as well. We go to church, and instead of being a place of worship, it's a place where those same arguments of the world are brought inside the walls, and we're yelling at each other at the top of our lungs about how this is right, or that is right, or this is wrong. We argue about the Word of God, but we also argue about what's going on in the world. And we don't repent of it. We don't turn away from it. We don't look to God for instruction. We don't do any of that. And what God is saying here is, if that's what you want to do, I can remove the workers from the vineyard. I can tear down the walls. I can let the people have their way. I want to be clear. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a great, big, beautiful church. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having cafe or something in the lobby. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having 
ministry that is beautiful. Instead, what I'm talking about is what's happening between the connection of the people with each other and with God. Are you seeing the love of God in the actions of the people, not just at church, but outside of church, in between worship services? Are you seeing them out in the world doing ministry and doing good? Are you seeing the fruit of the vineyard being good? Or are you seeing it producing nothing but wild grapes? Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor. Go over to facebook.com slash inspired stewardship and like our Facebook page and mark it that you'd like to get notifications from us so that we can connect with you on Facebook and make sure that we're serving you to the best of our abilities with time and tips there. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.